Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you hear me now? Ah, yeah, fine. Perfect. You love it, you love it. There we go. Yeah, man. So, guys, back with another one. Apologize for the inconsistency, but you know, this man needs no introduction. This is the part where I introduce myself. Nah, bro. Nah, let me just let me just let me just guess it first, isn't it? Oh uh, yes. You know, you know come on, you deserve some hard work and that. Do your thing. Myself, um, a spoken wordsmith. Yeah. A fellow, oh, producer first. Yeah. A fellow host for a podcast. What else is it? I don't know, you told me. <laughs> this guy could have got to the NBA, but you heard me. The NFL wanted him as well, but he's like, nah, man. Well, you don't want your done, man. Listen, man. Like, he could have played for he could have played for Arsenal as well, but nah, uh, nice you know. nice Nah, for what yeah. <laughs> Tell me your name, my guy. What up, guys? My name's Joseph, aka Joe Wright. Let's go. Uh, also, the pod host for Real Soulful, obviously. Little collaboration, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Little collaboration with my man Big today. So yeah, yeah. man, glad to glad to have me on still. Obviously, me myself, I don't need no introduction because you should know me by now. No advice. I'm the host with the most. <sighs> Welcome back to Conversations with Chef. Oh yeah, today. First of all, I just want to say, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Start of the week, it's a Monday. Um, it's Monday. Yeah, you get. We just yeah. yeah, man. We're just kicking it off. The start of the week. It's so far, so good. Already, What'd you say? It's lockdown licking me already, fam. It's licking you already. Yeah. You just started, man. Nah, man. You should be used. Well. You should be used to it by now, bro. Oh, this is two point This is this is second segment, bro. <sighs> So uh, obviously you've been keeping busy and whatnot. Like, I see you that, unlike me, that you're very consistent. Uh, do you know what it is? Yeah, I think the more you get into it, the more the love for it shows you get. So it won't even feel like you have to do that. Like, you have to put it out, kind of thing. It just, it just, I don't know. It just becomes natural. So obviously you're just started, or you're just kicking it off now. So trust me, the more you get into it, the more it's just gonna become so easy, more natural for you. Trust me. But yeah, this is our first question. Why why do you do what you do? Like why why podcasting and why spoken word? Um all right, let me start off with podcasting. Actually, let me start off with spoken word. Can you hear me yeah? Oh, of course, man. Crystal Yeah. Clear. Um I think with spoken word, obviously me and Biggs went to the same school, but obviously we were in different sets, so I don't think you'd know this, but obviously growing up, I was a very big lover for English, English language, English literature. Mm. Um, I read a lot in my spare time as well. So obviously my love for reading and writing has always been there. Even before I came to this country, back home as well, okay. same thing. So obviously when I got here, it was just a thing where um, there was a teacher in particular, not not so much. In, actually, you know, it started off in secondary school. You remember, you remember Mr. Jackson, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think he was the he was like the driving force as to why English became so like became fun because mm. I think before him we had like <laughs> what's that guy's name? Which one? Uh, what's that other guy's? Mister Latimer. Do you remember him? 
I didn't, I didn't have him, but first, oh, you didn't have him, but you, you knew his character, and you just knew the vibe, like it wasn't yeah, yeah. you get. So yeah. I think like, before him, yeah, he, yeah, he made, he made, he made English. I think he was, he was more to do with like linguistics and just how, you know, the the structure of it all. But obviously, Mr. Jackson made English fun. You get, so I think that's probably where it started off. And then obviously, when I got into sixth form, um, another lady by the name of Angela, which is who I'm still in touch with now, probably the reason why I'm still doing what I'm doing now. She kind of just opened my eyes to the possibilities of writing. So obviously, I started off writing. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, you know, like when you're writing, like people are only going to be able to read things a certain way and you might not be able to convey emotion the way you want to through yeah, through pen course, yeah. so it makes sense to then transform that into spoken words so that's how i go into it because it's like i can write a certain thing and you might read it a certain way but the way i say it evokes a certain kind of emotion that i might not get from from writing so i think that's where the spoke yeah that's where the spoken word kind of came in just a better way of me trying to i don't know just evoke a certain emotion um through my writing to begin with in the first place you get yeah, so when you was writing and that, um, was was your writing kind of? You said that you was into writing first and then spoken words. So like, yeah, was it was you writing about the same things that you do spoken words about? Uh yeah, that's a good question. Still, do you know what I was writing about stuff that was like, I was writing about things that I was surrounded by, things that I was you know, things that I was, I was experiencing. But then obviously, when I wanted to put that into spoken word. It's like, I, I couldn't really say it the way it was written, do you get? Okay. So then I had to kind of like revamp it in a certain way just so that it could flow more and like be more rhythmic because it wouldn't, it wasn't, it wasn't usually the same way I would write it on my, pa- on my paper. Mm. I didn't like that. So like, I think that's probably how I started to hone my, hone my skills. It's like, if I write a certain thing on paper now, anyways, the way I write it is usually how I would say it rather than just me writing for writing's sake because that's how I started I just writing it because obviously I'm just expressing how I feel but then now I write based of how I feel this should be said in a certain way so sometimes that's why I feel like whenever I'm writing sometimes I can I can write for ages because obviously I'm writing in the form of like me speaking mm. so it, it, it has its pros and cons sometimes I want to okay okay so yeah. what, um, I know you have to get to the podcast then, but um uh, on this still subject of um, linguistics and pronunciations and, mm-hmm. and uh, tone and stuff like that, um, would you say that in your spoken word, do you, do you often perform it as you would just speak on it every day? Mm. Wait, ask that again, just so I'm clear. Uh, so, uh, clear word to say that would be, so when you perform your spoken word, like yeah. record it and whatnot would you yeah, yeah. perform it in a way that you'll speak on it every day that's like how we're speaking now oh nah <laughs> do you know that's what's so funny because there's always this thing with people that do poetry yeah mm. that apparently we have like a certain tone that's mm. kind of like it's a bit annoying in it so for example mm. i could be talking to you like this but then if obviously if i'm if i'm talking if i'm if i'm performing mm. it's like i stretch my words a little bit more or there's a little bit of emotion behind it, which is no moonlit because obviously that's the whole point of spoken word. It's not supposed to sound like you're having a conversation. So yeah, definitely when I'm performing, it's, it's definitely different to how obviously me and you would speak. But then again, it depends on the it depends on the type of poetry I'm going for. If I want it to feel as a natural kind of like a conversation where it's me talking like this, I might use that kind of style. If I really want it to sound like you know poetic, quote unquote, then yeah, I might I might I might I might get in my bag a little bit. 
heard that, heard that. So yeah. by get by by um getting in your bag, do you mean stuff like using a wider range of vocabulary? Uh yeah, wider range of vocabulary, sometimes double entendres. Um yeah, just the basic stuff that I've obviously I've learned as an English student, course, but obviously course, I'm just yeah. incorporating that into into spoken word. And sometimes it might not even be that. Sometimes it just, it might just be rhyme schemes or it might just be it might just be um lyricism. Because I feel like okay. yeah, like you don't to for you to be a poet, you don't always have to be like, you know, um you don't you don't have to have like a literature type background. Do you get? Of not, not. I think it's just about the way you tell a story, and I feel like that's something mm-hmm. I've been able to start. I've been able to like um, do very well, like as 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 my time has gone on as a as a as a poet. I think I'm getting better at just being able to tell a story and kind of like the way I say it, it allows you to kind of create an, an imagery in your head, which is what I want you to do. Like I want you to think mm-hmm. about what I'm really saying. Well, obviously. I don't think I've told you this. Yeah. But, um, I remember. I think he was just about. It was your second one that you kind of, that you kind of put out there on your Instagram, and it was about okay. your mum. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Dear mother, yeah, I remember yeah. that one. Yeah. I can't remember if it was for Mother's Day or your mum's birthday. It was. It was for Mother's Day actually. Mother's yeah, Day, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. And if I'm obviously, I'm not normally an emotional guy, but I kind <laughs> of no, but. I feel you, I feel you. It captured a kind of... That it released a whole data bank of memories on it. And it mm. just... I had to... I had to sit there and just... Did you cry? Do you know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a single one in it. Like, you know, a little stud cry, in it? Oh, uh, that one was... Yeah, I feel you, I feel you. It was just... Like it made me kind of rip my mum more. Obviously, I, I exactly. My yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely. But, it, it's, it's kind of like a, like a Thanksgiving kind of thing. Just an yeah. appreciation. Obviously, you appreciate what your mum on the daily, but obviously, I guess that made you kind of just like appreciate her more, kind of thing. Of course, you get yeah, just, yeah. Which is which was the tone? Yeah, which was the tone I was going for? Like, I was trying to. And the funny thing is, a lot of people when I tell people about that specific poem, my mum to this day doesn't. Say that again. Oh. You cut out? Oh. Oh, oh. Him? Yeah. After yeah, yeah, out, sorry, because someone uh, tried to call me. Give me a second. That's Hold on. But yeah, um, to this day, she doesn't know Hold on, bro. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. Sorry about this. Yeah, do your thing, man. Do your thing, man. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, you can do your thing. I'll just say kind of. Yeah, yeah. I'm back. Yeah. To this day, she doesn't know that I wrote that in it. Like, I didn't really write it for to show her kind of thing. I just wrote it as a way to just express what I was trying to express at that particular moment in time. So, do you think you ever show her? I don't think I will, you know. A lot of people have asked me whether, like, my mom knows, but I don't think I will. I don't know. I didn't write it for her. I, I wrote it for her, but I didn't write it for her to see. I could show her. There's no problem with me showing her. Like, don't get me wrong, but it was just me. Yeah, it was just me writing it just for the sake of writing it. Okay. Well, damn, I mean, 
should we be? I, I don't even know if Father's Day is gone. <laughs> Probably is. But um, <laughs> even that, that's that's. Ter- well, fam, we can go into that a bit later. When it comes. Yeah. Um, are we? Do you expect the same thing for Father's Day? Would I write? Would I write the same thing? Yeah, or not the same thing? Um, do you? I mean, there's no there's, about it. there's no reason for me not to. But I, the thing with me and poetry yeah. is, I don't do things based on like season. So obviously, because I wrote one for Mother's oh, Day, it doesn't okay. mean I'm gonna write one for Father's Day. I guess oh, the way I write it is based on how I'm feeling at that present moment in time. So obviously, at that moment in time, at that moment in time, um, that was just, that you just in your feelings. Yeah, I was just in my feelings about my mom's side for yeah. Let me just put this to paper. Do you ever feel that same type of way about your dad? I know we're going straight away from the main question there, but that's kind of interesting to me. Say that again. Uh, do you ever um, feel the same type of or be in your feelings about the admiration that you have for your dad? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I don't think one is greater than the other. Obviously, there's a bit of favoritism. I want, I want some of a mummy's boy, but obviously. Yeah. I think there's been a dip, there's a there's been a deep admiration for my mom over the past years, um, mm. yeah. But yeah, both of them I love equally, so it's not even a thing of me expressing love more for one than another. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I can I be a hundred? Yeah, you're hundred percent. I think I love my mom more. You think you love your mom more? That's fine. There's no there's no yeah. issue with that. Oh, some people generally gravitate towards one parent more than the other. Yeah, uh, it might just be that they have more in common. It might just be that, to be honest, your mom's one that gave birth to you. So, I mean, from a genetic standpoint, a biological standpoint, anyways, mm-hmm. I think men and women, um, there's just a, you know that thing about mother you love. There's just that thing about you just being close yeah. to your mom, anyways. Um, not to get into all the science and that, but yeah, that's just that's just it. So it's not even a, it's not even strange to say that you might love your mom more than you love your dad. But for me, anyways, I think both of them are. Love- oh. Even that's kind of deep. I don't even mean. No, 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 I get what you're saying. I get what you're but saying. Hundred yeah. percent. I'm just yeah. saying this. That's fine. Like if that's how you genuinely feel, yeah. that's fine. There's hella men that are like that. That just there's they just gravitate. Like that's why I, that's why I said even me, I gravitate towards my mom more than my dad. Like that's just that's standard. I won't. I won't lie. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. Let's let's get back to the main question now. So podcasting. Uh huh. Um. What? How it started? No, no, first of all, what, why, why do you listen to podcasts? You know what it is, Biggs, I'll be very honest with you, yeah, I was never even a fan of podcasts to begin with, I won't even lie, I think, <laughs> I won't even front, I think where my, where my attention grew was just the mm-hmm. fact that I needed something to kind of like pass time with, it, And mm-hmm. with me, when it comes to music, I am very, like, I like my kind of music in it, so and what is that? Um, that's everything, really and truly. But obviously, I'm more of an old school head, so obviously, hip hop is my is my bag. Um, but mm-hmm. I feel like with me, when it comes to music, especially if I'm not looking for anything new, I always kind of stay in my lane in it. So I think there was a point where I got kind of tired because obviously I knew that I was listening to kind of like the same things or the same genres over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what else can I listen to to pass time in it? So then, podcasting mm-hmm. was kind of a thing where I just saw. And I was like, "Raw, there's actually a market here." And then obviously, I was listening to things like Free Shots, Tequila, Nighty's Baby Show, um, Half Cast Podcast, and obviously another a bunch of new ones that have kind of like come out the woodworks, or actually never come out the woods, but just new ones that I've been exposed to. 
So, yeah, that's just how it started. Just, I wanted to pass time a little bit. And then after a while, I just kind of fell in love with listening to them. And it was just, it was just fun. Okay. So, uh, what what made you start? What made me start podcasting? Yeah, because obviously you're saying that it's just something that you want to listen to something while you started listening to them. Yeah. What made you think, do you know what? Martin will bang. <laughs> um... I didn't even think my thing would bang, first and foremost. But oh, I feel like yeah. the reason I got into it was because it all it all stems from me writing and like poetry and everything like that. It literally all comes from that that bag. It was just like I just needed a way to express myself. And obviously, if you look at the slogan for Real Soulful, it says for the people by the people. So the whole point of the pod was just to get people to be able to express themselves on a platform. Because I feel like the niche of podcasting nowadays is that. There is there is a certain criteria or like a certain um status or kind of like a yeah like you've got to be you know kind of like known or you've got to be you've got to be prominent for it to for it to pop. But obviously that's not the case yeah. now because literally anybody nowadays can really make a podcast and if you do it well you can you can yeah, really do yeah. yeah. So obviously that's where it came from just ha- allowing people giving opportunity to people to to talk their shit talk their their views their opinions about whatever they felt was necessary for this gen- um, current generation. So that's how it came about. Um, and yeah, man, it's been going well so far, literally. It's been going good. What's your favourite part of it? Of the pod? Yeah. Like, like, like including the whole process. of My favourite part of the pod. My favourite part of the pod, as I never used to, I never used to think this, but I think my favourite part of the pod now is editing. So I can't lie. Editing is probably my favorite part of the pod. Why? I don't know, man, because it's like that's the only time. Okay, I'll be very honest with you. That's the only time I will ever get to listen to my pod. Because after I edit it, I don't listen to my podcast ever again. Like I don't listen to that episode yeah. ever again. A lot of people will think, "Oh, yeah. I probably listen to all my after." Yeah, I like on what I'm after. What you say? I said, "Am I after admitting that?" Once I publish it, I've never. Yeah, do, do, do you get it? So once I finish, once I finish, right. yeah, once I finish editing. I'm not listening to that episode again. So I think editing is the time for me to actually listen back to my own pod and be like, right, okay, this is good content. Or mm, this was okay content. could have been better, but obviously we move anyways. But yeah, edit is my favourite part, man. For sure. Um, do you be stressing about... Because my thing is with this podcast, obviously I started it with just yeah. this, but then I realised it's kind of tapped me talking to myself. Not at all. Not at all, but yeah. I thought you were saying so. But like... But like for me, recording myself, talking to myself, yeah. like people can tell that I think in circles, mm. and I kind of don't like mm. it. So me having someone else to have a kind of back and forth conversation yeah. with, like you can see or you can hear, kind of progression. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But um, yeah. So. I, I hear you when you're talking about the content thing, but obviously we do this because we find it definitely fun. that's the whole point you go into it. Don't don't a lot a lot of people start to get fixated on like numbers and um you know whether they whether their things popping off and how many people are listening to it. But the whole point of why you started this platform was because you found it fun, you found it interesting, something that you want to engage engage in and be a part of. I think that's the whole reason I got into it in the first place because I just like. I like the idea of, you know, setting up a platform where people can actually talk and, and discuss and debate and just vibe. Mm. So that's where it came from. 
So that's that's literally all my motivation every single day I'm recording, every single day I'm editing. I'm not really too worried about numbers and things like that because I don't want to get caught up in that kind of shit. I won't even front. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I'm being honest, yeah. Like, when I... like don't get me wrong. It, it pays well when people, like, you, that you acknowledge that raw people are actually tuning in and that. But when you let oh, that yeah. be the fixation point of why you do it, it's going to get very long for you. Because then when you're not meeting that specific number or that specific viewership, then you start doubting yourself and all that kind of stuff. So I don't even let that even creep in uh, at any point. If I get if I get one listener <laughs> for my next episode, so be it. If I get a hundred yeah. listeners, so be it. We still move, man. I understand, I understand. So like for me, I think that I remember the first time I recorded the first episode, just me and myself, just sitting in like me. I think my conditions for recording because there's no camera here, that I like a completely pitch black room. Mm. So, like my first episode in that pilot. Um, when I was kind of discussing myself and whatever and whatever. My thing was, as soon as I saw, I think I got something like 20 mm. listeners. Like, I was ready to bust open the audience. <laughs> feel me? Like, I'm like, people actually listen to me talk. Damn, oh, man. man. It's crazy because you wouldn't think that, raw people are actually listening to you. You would just think like, you're just chatting yeah. to yourself and that like, no one's paying attention. But, that's why I said you don't have to, you, you can't be fixated on that kind of stuff because literally the whole point of it is just to put your stuff out and let let, let it take care of the rest yeah. you get. And then people trying to like giving me feedback. Exactly. You like feedback. Yeah, right? yeah, I love it. I love it. Listen, yeah, the whole point of my pod, I love, I want to, I want to get to a point where like every episode people have something to say. Do you get? If people are not really talking about the pod or are not even telling, giving you feedback, I mean, it's not a bad thing, but yeah. it could definitely aid you in how to like get better at your podcast and you get so i like to have people oh, yeah, messaging me every single week or every two weeks when i release that okay this is how i feel about this you could do this better um why don't you try this da, 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 da. Like, i love it man i'll never ever turn down any suggestion cool that's cold cool. i find out that, that the, the one thing that i love the most yeah is when i say something that's kind of that someone like i, I want i want people to disagree with me you know it's well, like, you love you love controversy. Listen, controversy, controversy listen, sells. Controversy is my middle name. Exactly, it's my middle name. Controversy sells, like, bro. We're in an age where, like, literally, that's that's the that's the bag. Social media has become that mm. that point here where social media has become that point here where if you're not like saying things that are schoolski, basically, like mm. <laughs> like people. People yeah. have nothing to talk about, or people want something. Basically, people want people want something to, to talk about that they might not agree with, because mm-hmm. then it gets them talking. So the more controversial you are, the better. Yeah. But at the same time, it shouldn't really make you go out of your bag, because if you're not a controversial, oh yeah, no, if you're no, not no, if you're not a lot, controversial type of person, yeah. then yeah, don't force it. Don't just start wilding out and saying some mm, dumb stuff yeah. on your pod just so people yeah, can listen. Right. Because there, there are things that I could say. Isn't it? There are things that you that could just... say. Completely left in, yeah. yeah. That are completely left in. But it's a thing about whether you agree with it. No, no, that's 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 what I'm saying. There, there are things that are completely left that I do agree, mm. and things that I don't, innit? But I kind of try to keep it somewhat central. Innit? But why though? If that makes sense. Because then that means you're really? that means you're just that means you're just censoring yourself. I understand, but. 
Brendan need to like for me it's kind of a thing where I need to even like, as myself I need to kind of get comfortable in the fact that there's other people than the people inside of like I call for we're just going to call this mm-hmm. like me and you in a room that we're talking yeah but like, there's other people outside the room listening mm-hmm. inside the room yeah 100% and I just need to get more comfortable with that 100% I feel like you 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 will kind of find your bag the more you get into your pod. Um, it took me a while to figure out like the kind of direction I wanted to go in. I won't even lie because there's probably so many ideas that's flowing in your head right now as to how you can go about this. But believe me, yeah, like you'll find your you'll find your niche. You'll find what works for you at some point. Trust me. That's 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 this is how I got into my thing because there was a particular way I wanted to go about doing this pod, but I've kind of like figured that raw like nah, this is the, this is the best way to do it. So yeah, I've, I've angled myself in that way. So, are there any? Is there anything else in life that you want to do? That I want to do. Yeah, like in terms of a hobby or money making or anything like that. Um, well, like a craft, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. But I don't know. I'm a bit. I'm the kind of person. I don't know. Maybe you might. You might know. But obviously, with me, I don't really talk too tough in it about things that I got I, I got going on I'm working on but I what that. I will say is obviously in terms of like the pod I think the main thing for me right now in terms of the pod is to focus on the pod being more of a brand than it is being a pod because if you remember I don't know if you remember but basically when I when I made the name I made the name as Real mm-hmm. Soulful Podcast but then I took out the podcast part because I was like I don't want to limit myself to just podcasting you get so i want real soulful to be a brand so that can go from real soulful as in to podcasting real soulful could now become some kind of like agency real soulful could come could become some kind of like marketing team you you know it's social media presence just yeah i don't want to limit to myself just to to get i don't want yeah real soulful uh, poetry club you know working with children um just, there's so many avenues I can go with this thing because, like I said, this is community based, and like the whole point is for the people by the people. So I don't want to limit myself to podcasting. So it's just things like that. So definitely in that regards, yeah, I've got that. I've got that in the woodworks right now. Um, as for myself, obviously I'm at uni studying law, so I'm trying to finish my degree, get that, get that done. Um, also, you're trying to be a yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or or I mean, I just want my, I just want my degree first, man. Let me get the degree first, then we'll figure out the rest, bro. Mm. But yeah, apart from that, I'm trying to get my. You know, what do you say? So obviously, um, I think in my last episode, I kind of touched on the uni stuff mm. as well, wasn't it? But um, do you not think it like I was? I was sitting the other day and I was just thinking to myself, looking off into the distance. <laughs> now that a lot of people, yeah. Oh, well, well from my view, mm. a lot of people go. The whole uni route, which is fine. You know, yeah, hundred percent. You know, but then they don't they don't use their degree afterwards, don't it? Mm. Like I'm not calling it like, like like obviously no degree is a useless degree, in it. but I feel like like what I mean by useless is trying to bring a broom to a battlefield, isn't it? So like if you have say your degree is the um the tool or the sword. Like, like, how are you trying to bring a sword to come in? Oh, <laughs> I kind of get what you're saying. I kind of get what you're saying. The ma- yeah. 
thing with the uni route is the fact that I, I said this on the I said this, I think I said this in like how many pods ago was this? I think I said this like three pod three episodes back. I feel like mm. I don't know. I might I might get I might get screwed answer this, but I feel like there are certain there are certain avenues, certain fields that you should definitely be in uni for. And if 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 they're not in that, then I don't really believe you should be at university only because like we're in a day and age where obviously there are so many opportunities. The apprentice route is there. Um on the on the job kind of like, you know, um training is there. So like things that like things that need you to be in university. So obviously your lawyers, your doctors, your engineers, um what else can I think of? Your nurses, uh business or economics. Just just I don't know. I don't know. It's a bit tricky. It's a bit tricky because obviously people's people's preferences are different, isn't it? If you want to go you need to study music, that's absolutely fine. But Oh, at the same time no 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 I'm, I'm i'm giving you an example do you get because obviously i've said things oh, like because oh, oh. i would i wouldn't like if, if i had a kid right now yeah and he wanted to do music full-time i would never tell him to go to university to do music unless he wanted to do something like engineer sound engineering or he wanted to do something to do with do you get like mm. i don't know how to phrase it but i feel like those kind of those kind of degrees or those kind of fields there are more opportunities for you on the job than there are, you know, going going away for three years to come out with no experience and then having to, you know, exactly. fight in the job, in the, yeah, the job hunt kind of thing. Do you get? Even even as even as people that are doing law, like with us, like once you finish doing your law degree, more time, you know, if you've come out and you haven't had any experience in any um in any of the fields so far in terms of law, anyways, you know. Regardless of whether you got first or somebody, yeah. Regardless of whether you got first and your and your opponents got a two one, if they're looking for experience, you get. So I envy people who are like in apprentices right now that are working for law firms on the job kind of training because like they're they are they are they are on on like um how do I, how do I explain it? Yeah, yeah they're just on the job training. Yeah, they're, they're seeing things firsthand. You get. Whereas I'm I might not be at this particular particular moment in time, but um, yeah, that's just my take. That's just my take. Man. Nobody, nobody caught me, bro. That's just how I think, isn't it? Nah, nah. Me personally, um, I'm definitely gonna get done for this part. Um, mm-hmm. like, my thing is that if you go uni and study stuff like further math, um, mm-hmm. English, um, sociology, psychology, um, anything that like just sort of do where like it's a specific degree for a specific avenue in it and mm. if you don't go down that or, or you don't want or you don't want to go down that avenue i feel like you're just wasting your time you think so all right deep yeah cool so this is this is the thing that i made up in my head now so the person that i was thinking of had a had a math degree in it and they did then very well they got a first a one one whatever but now they're working the same. Where I think I, I have a cousin that did a math degree, and mm. she's tutoring um, college students. You understand? Mm. So she's trying to go, that's and she's trying to go down there for math and quantitative, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. money and that, isn't it? So, like when people, I feel I feel like we have to kind of pick what we, what we want to be. Hella young. That's definitely and true. Then, 
And then when people kind of panic, they say, do you know what? I'm good at math. I don't necessarily like it, but I'm good at it. So they'll just, they'll just get a degree in that. And then when they come out now, they're going to spend the next 40 years in like, retail. And then to me, it's kind of dumb. Again, then again, it's their it's their pick of the litter, though. You got to understand, in it, like if if that's the yeah. route that they want to take, then for sure let them take it. Um, yeah, do you get like let, let, life is all about experience, man. You, you, there's never really there's never really a wrong a wrong route for anybody. It's just about if you, if you believe because everything is everything is subjective. You get so in their eyes that might be a, that might be the best route for them. In your eyes, it might not. So. Yeah, man, life is about chances, bro. If they want to take that specific chance and go that that um that route, then so be it. But yeah, man, you can't really knock people for for that kind of stuff. If that's if that's if that's how they envision their life, that if that's how they envision their life to go, then you can't well, you can't knock them down for it. Well, obviously, yeah, so I'm not gonna go and not, like knock the person down for it. But, yeah, like you see when you're on the sidelines, pre and how 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 people are just moving, like. Mm-hmm. Do you sometimes not think, damn, that that's that that's a dumb play there? Like, could have done a bit better. Yeah, obviously, we're always gonna be the ones from the outside looking in. We're gonna be watching how people do their thing. Uh, if you if we can assist people in better ways to maneuver themselves, then a hundred percent. But at the same time, like I said, life is literally about taking chances. So sometimes some people are supposed to go down the specific path. Just so they know that that's the part that they shouldn't take. So mm. you gotta let people learn. True. Learn the hard way sometimes. True. Have you taken any of them paths? Um, what things that gone down paths that I shouldn't have gone down? Like yeah, take... yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I feel like I've definitely made bad decisions in my life in my lifetime. Can you um, tell me what example? An example of a bad decision. Yeah. Mm, how deep are we trying to go, bro? Uh, um, all the way, bro. Six feet from let's go. A bad decision, a bad decision I've made. A bad decision I've made. Um, let me think. Hmm. I think one of the worst decisions I made here was not. Was not being as focused as I wanted to be growing up. I think a lot of people, a lot of people know me now that are oh, raw. Joe's kind of like doing his thing and like you know he's got his shit patterned or whatever or whatnot. But definitely when I was younger, yeah, I, I believe that the consensus was that I was not as focused as I would have liked to be. Um, I mean, it comes with age. Do you get it? like as kids, mm-hmm. you're definitely not going to be a hundred percent focused. You know, you're going to have want to have your fun and whatnot. But I don't know if I could definitely go back here yeah, to a specific time period. I would say like, yeah, I would definitely want to go back and make myself just more focused. Um, yeah, man, I just I just wish I was definitely hundred percent more focused than I am now. Which is then again, like I said, if I wasn't, then obviously I wouldn't have the opportunity now to reminisce on that and like fix it. Do you get? So it kind of works itself out. But at the same time, if that's something, if that's something I could definitely like, if someone could say I'll oh, go back and change something, it would definitely be that. It's just just to stay focused, man. Like remain. Remember the end goal at all times. Do you have an end goal in sight? It depends what area of life, but I think the main purpose for me, I always preach on it, is just about legacy. Do you get? I think like it's important for people to, it's important for people to remember how important legacy is. 
um you want to be able to you want to be able to cement something in this lifetime before you before you die you want to be able to pass something on you want to be able to I wrote I wrote something about I wrote something on the on the on obviously we just want to have my blog up but obviously now the blog's not up because I'm I'm working on something else but I wrote something about you know from a book that I read um, called Who Will Cry When You Die so it's basically just telling you that Rod at, at at the same time you kind of want people to kind of mourn for you when you're gone do you get because it means that mm. more times you've you've been an impact in some way or form because obviously th- they're sad to see you go. Like you don't want to die, and people be like, "Rob, we died, Bigs. Oh, who's that? Yeah, who's that? Do you get? Yeah, 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 so you wanna, so. you wanna have people kind of like, damn, like Bigs is gone, only because like you've, you've left something behind, like you've created something that people can now thrive off of. Do you get? So legacy is very. I think like a lot of people our age don't really think about legacy too tough because people are doing things for the now, and like you know, social media is a very, 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 very big drug. <laughs> That doesn't allow people to think about the future and, and, and what could impact them five, ten years from now. People are so focused on just doing things for the now and living for the now, which is fine. Enjoy yourself while you can right now in it. But at the same time, focus on the on the future, focus on your legacy. So legacy is important for me, man. I want to be able to know that I've gone and I've done something in this generation that people can say, Rob, Joseph left this behind. Joseph did that and did that. I agree with a lot of that, but also do you do you try to implement enjoyment? A hundred percent, man. Come on, what's life about enjoyment, bro? What's life about enjoyment? I think it's just finding a balance. And like I said, as long as you want to live for the now, just remember that where the end goal is. But yeah, definitely, man. Come on, why would you want to live life and not enjoy yourself? I used to be, I used to be that. I used to have the mentality of like, like doing things, yeah, and thinking, oh man, like kind of like limiting myself or like censoring myself. You get, it. but now it's just like, bro. As much as I am definitely for legacy, at the same time, no, I definitely want to enjoy my time while I'm while I'm on this earth. So yeah, I'm definitely for enjoyment, man. But obviously, sens- sensible enjoyment, you get like <laughs> mm-hmm. sensible I mean, enjoyment. Sometimes though, man. Sometimes you just gotta let go, man. Like jumping with both feet. Man. I I mean, hey, kudos to people that that can do that, obviously. But it, and then again, it's all down to context. It depends what you're talking about, though. Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well. <clears throat> so obviously you've told us about oh I think I said it in the intro. Mm-hmm. In fact, nah. What what um obviously you said you wasn't from this country, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the total audience what country you was from. So obviously if you guys are not already Nigerian, born and raised. Come on. Um I was born in Nigeria, I was born in Lagos. Well, I was born in Ibadan, but obviously my mom and dad moved to Lagos. But obviously, that's where I've lived for most of my life. So I was born, I, I lived in Lagos, came to the country in 2006. Then obviously, I was living in Seven Sisters, Tottenham sides, for about a year before I moved to the South. Yeah, I was living in Seven Sisters for a year. And then obviously, I moved out to South. And then obviously, I've been here since. Was you conscious when you were living in Seven Sisters? Like, did you realize? Um, was it in your conscious years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I came to this country in 2006. So I was about seven. So yeah, I was definitely oh, conscious of what was going on around me. It was a big change for me still. I can't lie. Very, very big change. Obviously, for us, man, that don't, that haven't grown up in in a different country mm. or Nigeria, what's the main differences? Like, just the straightaway differences? Like, what did you see between... Uh, <laughs> weather is one. <laughs> Obviously, it's definitely more hot in Nigeria than it is here. Um, 
He's very, very busy back home. His hair is busy, but not as busy. Like the streets are not as crowded. Mm. Do you get? Mm. Um, it's a very rural era where I grew up in as well, 100%. Um, obviously, here's a bit more um, urban. Uh, now anyways obviously when I first moved down to South obviously it was definitely more, more rural but now it's definitely more urban mm-hmm. um, obviously gentrification and and that um, yeah, gentrification like in general you think it's a good thing uh, uh, do you know what Being living in South for as long as I have yeah, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 good in the sense that rah, like the hood is the hood is changing do you get like but at the same time it's like the nostalgia is starting to miss do you get because obviously yeah. it's been bombarded by all these kind of like new age things you've got Costa here yeah. you've got uh, what other things can I think of you Pret and them man they're just yeah, houses like kicking people yeah like, like taking down old buildings old flats box, yeah. throwing in new high rising buildings and things of that nature so the nostalgia is definitely missing from like where I grew up but at the same time it comes within it uh, we're, 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 in a, we're in a newer age Things are bound to change, but it's just it's crazy. Understandable. Understandable. Do you do you know what? Do you think there's even room for I obviously I don't mean it in a rude way, but I'm gonna say it anyway, and mm-hmm. I don't really know any other word for it. Like do you think there's any room for people to be fresh? Like fresh. Right when you say fresh, like, what do you mean? As in as in are you I think you'd call it an um, immigrant or sort of whatnot. Do you, I think there's room for people to be immigrants in here? Yeah, like... When you say room, you're gone. As in, to be... Like, to have the identity of someone not from here. Yeah, 100%. But to kind of be here. 100%. I would... I, I encourage Even every person... justification. Yeah, I encourage every person to embrace where they're from, bro. Don't, don't submerge yourself to trying to fit in because, obviously, your, your hood's being gentrified. Or things are not the way it is. If if you're definitely if you're from a certain area or you're from a certain country, embrace that. Mm. Do you get? Because that's your identity. Don't come and let people now strip strip that away from you, for 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 anything. Like that's something I can definitely say I'm proud of. Because obviously I was born in Nigeria, so my experiences might be different to somebody in the diaspora who's actually like born here. But obviously they might be Nigerian. What? I've heard you say that like like. Diaspora. Diaspora is just like a certain. It's a certain. um, it's a certain group of people. So if you think about it like this, you've got Nigerians here and you've got Nigerians back yeah. home. So we are like the Nigerians in the diaspora. So obviously we're in the Western world, whereas obviously we've got the actual yeah. Nigerians, you know, who are in Nigeria. Do you get? Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely encourage people to, to, to embrace their culture as much as they can, wherever you're from, embrace your culture. Okay. Okay. That's good. Mm. Uh, lastly, obviously it's come to time now, but that during the lockdown and stuff, how's your mental health? Oh, uh, bro, I actually, I actually spoke about this in the first when when the first lockdown happened. I, I remember I did a yeah. series on my Instagram called um, uh, what did I do? I've, bro, I've done so much now, I, I even forget sometimes. Um, I did a series, but basically I did a series and I was talking about this was the first topic that I took I talked about. Mm. Um, about preserving mental health, and um, mm. do you know what? From 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 March till now, definitely it's been an up and down thing. But I think like now, my mental health, like I'm in great spirits right now. I won't even lie to you. I feel like things are going well for me. Um, I'm definitely a lot more wiser and much smarter about how I go about just um, 
my daily things, what I consume on a day-to-day basis, you get. But obviously, but obviously in the first lockdown, it was definitely hard because it's like it's the first time we we're adjusting to such um, strenuous and like really, really, really. I don't know what the word is, bro. Just, just hard times. Just trapped. Yeah, like, trapped. we literally just trapped. So it was, it was definitely an adjustment to make. But um, I feel like the best thing to do when obviously preserving your mental health is definitely consumption. So how much of whatever you're consuming, um, you got to think about that. So whether that's your social media, or your, 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 your... To be honest, it's mostly social media because that's what we're surrounded by most of the time. So you've got to be very mindful of that. What you, what you put into your mind. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter will just make a, a sane man crazy, fam. The moment mm. that, that I even tweeted once that people just talk because they have a platform to talk. To. Okay. It's not even necessarily something they believe in. They just want to type something. Mm. And, but I think for the first lockdown, that was making me crazy because... It's making you crazy. Listen, all the subjects about our men not paying, did it do like that... People want something to talk about all the time, man. That's just how it goes, man. People always find they want something to talk about at all times. You get people want something to, people want something to say, they want something to speak on. Like, that's just life, man. That's just life. So, I'm gonna let you plug your stuff in it, but oh, very, very quickly, order very quickly, very yeah, bro. Quickly, I just my last question, or oh, not even a question. Uh, I usually do something like that around about the end of the episode. I just ask you, do you have any life advice that you just want to give? Life advice, damn. Yeah, just general advice. All right. Something that's helped you. I live by a quote that I've I've kind of like cemented as part of my. <laughs> I thought my prepared for my no 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 bro. bro. I'm ask anybody. Anybody that knows me well knows mm. that this is like my favorite quote of all time, innit? But I live by this quote that says, "Never throw a stone and hide your hand." So basically, what the quote says is obviously it says, "Never throw a stone and hide your hand." But the meaning behind this is like, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna cause a problem or if if something's gonna go wrong for you, whether that. That, whether be it your own fault or somebody else's fault so throwing the stone never hide your hand so don't be a coward when like you know in times of adversity if you've got if you've got a problem to face face it and you face it head on you get um like there's no point there's no point you know causing issues or causing problems or things not going your way and you hiding from it like that's not going to fix the problem in the first place you get so you've got to be able to think of you've got to be a solution-minded kind of person so yeah never throw a stone and hide your hand like don't be afraid to to face your fears, don't be afraid to fix things when you've caused it. Especially because we're in an age now where people, people, people will do things or will will do things wrong, or obviously they may be in the wrong. And obviously, we've just got this agenda where nobody likes to to take ownership for when they've gone wrong. You get maybe it might be down to the ego kind of thing where nobody wants to, yeah, nobody wants to own up for their wrongdoings. You get no, no one wants to be wrong. Do you get exactly? No one wants to be wrong. So, and especially as yeah. men as well, do you get like. It's never a good thing. It's never it's Listen. never a good thing to, to, to let your ego kind of like be rubbed. So we're always trying to prove our points and like especially especially when you're wrong and you know you're wrong as well. It's like bro, you're wrong. Like just own up to the fact that you've done something wrong or you said something wrong. So yeah, that's the best advice I can give to people. Like never throw a stone and then hide your hand, man. Stone and hide your hand. Fuck it, stone. <laughs>
It's mad, but the first time I heard that as well, I was like, raw. But yeah, I've kept it with me still. Because, um, me just even deep in it, um, a lot of people do. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, for this masculinity thing, I'm going to send you a question back. That I hope that you ask on your podcast, bro. I want to get you. I want to get you on the pod at some point. It's only because I've got so many. Yeah, I've got so many people um on my Google Docs that I have That's to fine, get through. Man. Do you get? So it's time. It's time. Yeah, do you get? But definitely, bro. We gotta do a little link up soon, man. That's I haven't seen you in time, bro. Last time I saw you was in was at work, bro. When you were working, and that was just before lockdown. Where was I working? Um, thing. Um, was you not working at B and Q? Oh, and I don't wear that no more. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's the last one. I saw but you. That's, that, that's time. Ooh, what was that? Last year. Was it last year? Long, yeah. Yeah, that was last year. Flipping hell, bro. Are you sure um, it was last year? Quit, it can't be last year, bro. Um, I quit that job on Christmas Eve, bro. No, then it wasn't last year because I, I wasn't in the country during Christmas, bro. It was definitely in the new year then. Then that wasn't, that wasn't, I wasn't working then. Bro. Are you sure? So it must have been before yeah, that then. Trump. Maybe oh, it was yeah. maybe it was December time, but because I definitely I left the country December thirteenth, and I came back yeah, January eighth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. was it after oh, the yeah? new? Was it in the new year? No, it was definitely it was definitely that maybe like November December. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the last one I've seen, bro. So yeah, we definitely got a link up, man, for for sure. But yeah, listen. Thank you for coming on the episode. You know the vibes, man. Shine. Support my guys listen, always, bro. Listen, this guy, this this guy's a soulful. Bro, if you're here talking so... about me, bro, what about you, bro? Chef, me, Chef I'm not even that soulful like Chef that. Don Dada, bro. bro. Chef Biggie me. out here. This guy is making me blush. Figure don't, figure don't, don't see, bro. Nigga, nigga out here cooking man. for the whole world, bro. Man. Hey, bro. I'm humble, man. Man's out One here. One person at a time, innit? Chefing it up, bro. I need to order me a, a, a little yeah. thing, bro. I gotta get me a little order thing there, no? Don't worry. Look, but yeah, this is your thing. time. Plug yourself, bro. Um... Plug yourself, bro. <laughs> 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 I right, let me just say that we're supportive of all cultures. Oh, yeah, this guy's dumb. People, everybody, innit? <laughs> but yeah. But um, yeah, obviously, my name is Joseph, aka Joe Wright. Um, for anyone listening today, you can follow me on Instagram at JoeWrites underscore. Um, Twitter is the same, at JoeWrites underscore. Follow the page, Real Soulful, at Real underscore Soulful. Uh, podcast for the people, by the people. Obviously, you get to know. Podcast really blowing up, man. It's really blowing up. So I I, I want to thank everybody that's been supporting. Biggie's, I know you've been supporting listening oh, as well. Kind of like, I really appreciate that, man. It goes a long way. But um, yeah, man, that's just it. That's just it. That's it for now, man. Oh, man. It's good to have you here. You know the vibe. Guys, thank you for listening. This really appreciate it, guys. Love that's it. Conversations with Chef, yeah. Featuring a very special guest, my brother. Come Joe Rat. Joseph, my guy. Yep, so yeah, bye. <laughs>